0: Gundam Style, everybody. Welcome to Wow! Cool Robot, a podcast about Gundam. Specifically, this week, new mobile report Gundam Wing. I'm Max, and I use he him pronouns. And with me, as always, in the studio are...
1: I'm Julia. I use she and her pronouns, and I did just dab.
2: <laughs> I am Jared, or Jay, and I use he and them pronouns, and I am doing the inverse of a dab.
0: <laughs> uh, that
2: Hmm. What could that mean?
1: Now I'm it's interested. just like...
2: It's just like when the wing fires lasers just in a circle in space. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> Don't think
1: about it too hard.
2: You mean
0: hero's signature move?
2: Yeah, hero yeah, Yui's signature move in the wing zero. The one he does so often and nobody else around. does. The one that I've talked about a dozen times saying he never does it. <laughs>
0: you should try spinning. That's a good trick. Uh, we watched episodes. These episodes kind of fucking beat ass, actually. They
2: were pretty good. Yeah,
0: they were really good. There was a lot of, let's say, insane dialogue. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I um, hope I
1: hope y'all talk about that. Um, for context, I uh, have a bit of we'll a I've only watched the first of the three, but uh, I know you were talking about some interesting dialogue choices. So I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to yeah, yeah, hear about absolutely. some of the weirdness.
0: Yeah. Let's just say that God gives the strongest battles to his strongest soldiers. <laughs> weirdest or whatever the soldiers. <laughs> God gives his biggest migraines to his his strongest soldiers. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, God, I'm uh. not very strong. <laughs> Try again.
0: <laughs> You're literally my weakest
1: soldier. Yeah. <sighs>
0: well, let's get into it. Sure. Um,
1: is this... Who who is the first summary? I, I do. Think you do, that's right. I was like, yep. did I? No, no. I didn't. <laughs> We're good. Uh, episode 34. And its name is Epion. After Wing Gundam is disabled during the battle in Luxembourg, Hero is forced to abandon it and enters Trace's mansion. There, Trace presents Hero with Epion, a Gundam that is equipped with a Zero system just like Wing Zero. Meanwhile, Oz's attempt to destroy Wing Zero is interrupted by Zex, who sacrifices the Tall Geese as a distraction in order to acquire the Wing Zero. Good ep- Uh, Trace is Pretty weird. Pretty solid. Yeah. Tr- Tr- Trace is, on-
0: is fucking- Trace <sighs> is kind of a freak with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got like
0: really into psychedelics when he was on house rest, I think.
2: Okay, to be fair, this is still the same Trey's that like almost watched a baby drown while pontificating to a woman. I
0: forgot Trey's Jesus moments. Yeah, no, Trey's. Right, that
1: did happen in this classic animated program.
0: (laughs) God. Uh,
2: So I've mentioned this to the two of you, but I want to point out in the English version, in the English dubbed version of this show, it must have been something with like, I've mentioned it before, but just like the delivery or maybe the writing or the translation was just like a little awkward because there are some very like flat deliveries on some of these lines, almost like there was just like, no real direction and it's just like they didn't know what to say so they just kind of said the line but didn't
0: really know what or why they were saying it it's kind of weird mm-hmm. i didn't really notice anything out of the ordinary when i came to the sub lines um it, it was like it was more just talking and they didn't really need to have any like overly complex delivery here because they're, they're just they're just fucking chilling and talking at each other in like a very yeah. cool lit mansion library thing. Um, I mean they
1: are pointing guns at each other for the majority of it. Yeah.
0: It's just a bit dry. It is. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. hmm Which is fine because, you know, it, it, um, it it's contrasted well by the action in the other parts of the episode. Okay.
1: Okay, that, I think that's actually valid because, yeah, there's a lot of just talking at the start of it, but you do get to see the up beyond kick ass, and you do get to mm. see uh that damn goose kick ass. So mm-hmm. I'm into the it. Last time. <laughs> Don't make me yeah. cry.
0: Uh see the, speaking of kicking ass, this one starts out uh the Virgos, the mobile dolls, are Wing Zero is just fucking gone. Like, Hero is um shot down by the Virgos, he can't really move. Before they can completely destroy him, we see a bunch of kamikaze uh Leos fly in, they're y'all yelling, Trey Sama Bonsai. Uh, yeah. And they all suicide bomb themselves to destroy the Virgos. This is when Hero, who's like wearing the Academy uniform. He's a little fancy boy. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> I also, I will these, say, those.
1: you said that was Wing Zero. I think that was just the original Wings. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I, it's just a Wing that. Gundam. Because yep. like, my notes are like the Wing and Zero system. Yeah. And it, gets, it gets muddled in my mind. This is no regular Wing. Um, yeah. And Hero runs out and sees a dying Trey's faction soldier. He just asks him to like protect Trays, and you know he dies. And Hero like looks up and sees Trays' castle in the distance, like the fucking Castlevania title screen.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, and like, shouts out to those last three Leo pilots. I don't know that they had to go that hard, but they took out like the last couple Leo or, or last couple Virgos, and that was the end of the fight.
1: Yeah, like, like that was actually brilliant. Like, like you mentioned, Max,
2: Hero runs over to a Trays faction soldier, but he just like straight up jumps out of the wings cockpit like with no regard for the battle going on and we don't see any further action so it seems like the fight's over but it's kind of unclear because like where the fight left off the previous episode it looked like hero was about to get like surrounded by virgos yeah and then, like these leos just showed up and and did a yeah. uh, kamikaze attack
0: on the virgos uh-huh later on we learn this is just a lull in the fighting and there's gonna be like another okay. wave okay. Um, but yeah, and at this point, like, he was able to, like, run free and run to Trace's castle. Um, mm-hmm. because the next scene is Dermail just, like, straight up ordering more soldiers to come oh, in. Right. And, like, He's yeah. like, I want, I want that twink eliminated, referring to Trace. Yeah. He wants them yeah, fucking Yeah, is pissed. Isn't it wild that Trace is 24 years old?
2: Uh, it's, that's
1: fake, actually. It's I amazing. that really Trace is, is
2: only 24 years old and he's caused a, <laughs> a revolutionary
0: war. I um, don't believe that shit for a Didn't minute. Didn't it also
1: say he was 5'9"? He's 24 yeah, he's, years
0: old and 5 foot 9. He's I mean, small.
1: To be fair, that's very close to me. So...
0: <laughs> hmm
1: But it's, it's like...
2: Yeah, it's it's information I don't know what to do with. Yeah, like I, I would have rather
0: not known. Yeah.
1: Like, this Keep boy is... secret. Ha- like, late 20s at best. And there's no mm. way he's shorter than 5'10". Like, it's yeah. just not.
0: Yeah, it's not. Death of the author. He's our trace now. <laughs> Uh, we cut to so a- after the scene of Dermail ordering more uh, troops in, Hero makes it to the castle. Um yes. He there's like this sort of scanning pad and asks him his name and fingerprint. And he puts his hand on the pad and says, "Here are And it's like, "Ah, oh, welcome. Uh, yeah, so ID accepted." It, Curious. Yeah, it accepts
2: him, and he doesn't have to punch in a number code with his weird fingers turning the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: doesn't have to fucking mangle his hand.
2: Yeah. Um, and we see Hero like like james bond style like prowling through this like mansion this castle um and he goes to the breakfast room style detention library that trey's is being held in and uh i think the line Trace says is well i welcome you with my heart dear messenger of peace you know the normal it's, way to open a conversation
0: is this is There's insane serious
1: choices God. that were made um and how this boy decided to start and continue <laughs> mm-hmm. this conversation
0: yeah i i didn't really write good. every single line down here i wrote kind of like the main cliff's notes i of tried it to avoid it yeah i it's like we can fucking spend so long talking about this scene but it almost feels like we haven't seen trays for so long mm-hmm. and so much has happened in the course of this war that trays has to basically like Reframe himself and his viewpoint and his actions because right he's like here I want to talk and they're talking about peace first. Hero mm-hmm. says all peace is he. Hero says you can't fight for peace. Peace is just mm. the outcome of a battle. Um, which leads to Trey's asking him who's your enemy, and Hero answers his usual way in that his enemy is whatever or is his enemy is whatever whoever's in his way. Mm-hmm. Um. Trace is like, no, 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 no. Destiny is your true enemy. Um, And he basically says Relina is stronger than him because I guess she is, like, actively trying to fight against Destiny or fight for Destiny. It wasn't really clear that line on me. It is unclear, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then Trace asks, you know, he's like, I want you to shoot me so that our battle can be, like, over. So, like, my like your your fight is completed and then you can get the outcome that you want right because that's how you get peace mm-hmm. and they they both just say this weird shit i also want to point out the music during this we get this it's music weird. a couple times uh, during these this couple episodes but i don't think we've heard it before and it's this weird like like synth pad or like orchestral strings like midi um in the background with these like weird like sci-fi noises just kind of spliced in over it and it, it kind of just like cuts in and out at times too. It's really bizarre. It's,
0: yeah, it I, I thought it was genuinely cutting out, but it's strange. Um Yeah. This is
2: when Hiro says Trey's could have changed the future. Uh he just needs to like in order to do that, he just needs to do what he's already done again. And mm-hmm. then Trey's like Kind of tries to, like, clap back, but he says, the time of my death must coincide with yours. And it's just like, uh, okay. That mm-hmm. doesn't really answer anything, but okay.
0: Yeah, he, he, at one point, um, traces, like, my greatest happiness was being able to talk with you. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, when he tries to come to the conclusion that they need to kill each other. Yes. Uh Hero calls him a sore loser.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> And okay. Trey's it's is the like start
1: of some interesting things too. Like that, yeah. they decide that that's just like a running thing for the rest of this conversation. Yeah, it's yeah, winning it's weird. and losing. It's I don't particularly get it or enjoy I, it.
0: I think what Hero's going for when he calls Trey's a sore loser is referring to Trey's being disgraced from Oz and mm-hmm. allowing Roma to take over. Because again, th- this episode really starts to hammer home the whole idea of Trey's being that unifying figurehead. For yes. Oz and Romafeller does not have that, uh, and the fact that Romafeller is trying to build a new one, but like it is like this big mechanical battleship instead of just a guy, kind of shows mm-hmm. how important Trays was to it. So the fact yeah. that Trace is like essentially voluntarily quit and asked to be stripped of power and is like mm-hmm. trying Versus to like
1: actually doing something, yeah, yeah trying
0: the- to control things from the sidelines makes Hero want to call him a sore loser.
2: Okay, that highlights the like I think what's intended to be the overall theme of the conversation as well is that both of them have kind of lost sight of their original goal um, and like the the quote-unquote battles that they're going through haven't really ended because they, they had an original purpose and obviously they're trying to restructure and reformat and find a way to like get to that original outcome which for Hiro is like the peace of the colonies and the safety of the colonies and for Trey's is uh, I don't know <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> but like they they've have, they've have lost sight because in the process so much has gotten muddied and changed and like completely derailed um and then i like the way out of that conversation is trey's saying that hey i have a guide that will show you how to live and he he takes this little like credit card and slides it through a lion statue and it opens up an entire library wall and we are revealed uh, the Epion to to hero and to the audience mainly. Fuck yeah. Mainly.
0: Fuck yeah. So really good, fucking like,
1: cool.
2: Really good end point for the conversation as like weird as it was.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, that that is the end because after that we cut we, don't, we won't see anymore. We cut back to right. space. Um, the Wing Zero actual Wing Zero this time um, it's been recovered by Roma Feller and they've like slapped a bunch of explosives onto it Uh, before they can blow it up and destroy it and Zex flies into the Tall Geese um he cuts him down except for one soldier who's able to retreat and fly back and like this is calling him a coward for running away from the battle. But you know, he successfully radios in a bunch of reinforcements, some mobile dolls.
1: A cool um, line there too. Um, he's like, How could you run away from the battle? Um and uh he's gotta have to kind of coincide with the fact that maybe his way of thinking for battle isn't the correct way also where maybe you don't have to die up for time or like curious "Hmm, interesting
0: Mm -hmm. much to think about uh but as he's fighting the the reinforcements in the mobile dolls like there's a lot of them there's a lot of them and he starts to say goodbye to tall geese he's like this is our last battle my friend i'm like what
1: the fuck no it's real sad because this goose is good
2: He's he's fucking dodging, dipping, ducking, diving, and dodging. Uh, all of these Tauruses, like, they expected him. They had the reinforcements and everything. And he goes on this, like, this soliloquy or this, I guess, monologue. Um, and he's just like, the reason I've made it this far is because of you, Tall Geese. And he's, he ends his statement to the Tall Geese saying, but my priority right now is to survive this battle. Yeah. And he gets blasted in one of his uh, his jet engines on the back of the, the tall geese. And he basically jettisons himself and lets the tall geese get shot to bits and then activates its
0: self-destruct. And it's Boom. heartbreaking to watch. It's fucking sad. And he gets in the wing zero and I'm like, I don't give a shit. This isn't as exciting. No, I know. I it's know. not his
1: robot. It's not yeah, as not Fucking!
0: But it, it, it is fun to see the soldiers are like, oh, Zex, you fucking idiot. You're getting in the robot and we slap enough of explosives
2: onto it. And then they blow him up and fucking nothing happens. And it's he's like, like, you guys are fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? You
0: know <laughs> it's
1: made of Gundarium by now. You can't destroy it. Yeah. They say some stupid shit like, this is enough explosives for like three Leos. And I'm like, you idiots. There's yeah, no way. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've always been saying the Gundams are as powerful as three Leos combined. <laughs> Yeah, three
2: times as fast as a regular Leo. It's three times as durable.
1: <laughs> Obviously. It's um, just it uh, checks this out. Is,
2: we we get this cool explosion, and in the explosion, like the squadron of Tauruses, which is, for the record, the Scarecrow Squadron, uh, they start celebrating a little too early, and we see the silhouette of the wing zero in the explosions, and he just, you know, kind of annihilates the scarecrow squadron uh immediately mm-hmm. He falls in love with the Wing Zero's capabilities. He's like, its response time is phenomenal. All that shit. And uh, while he is decimating this group, he does the fun, like, separate the buster rifles and spins. Um, we cut to Howard on the Peace Million, and he says a perfect warrior like yourself should be able to be avo- to avoid being trifled with by that detestable machine, uh, implying that PeaceCraft, Miliardo PeaceCraft... Um, might actually be able to handle the zero system and that's the thing too is he calls him zex and then corrects himself and calls him yes. Milliardo peacecraft
0: mm-hmm. and this is the it's- second
2: time we hear the word guide because he's like you are a guide that will lead us to peace
0: yeah, yeah. It's- and then we
2: get the epion reveal again we go we go away from space
0: <laughs> yeah uh trey's tells heroes he's like this this machine's equipped with a system that can show you the future of the battlefield and allow you to g- gain victory. And I'm like, oh fuck, Trey's you should not have put that computer in this fucking thing. Nope.
2: Well, okay. Bad the, idea, homeboy. The the two things I want to point out specifically is that he says it shows the suit or the suit shows the pilot the correct path and their future. It also shows he, their
1: enemies, right? Uh,
2: yes. He, he basically says it like blocks out your senses for anything that's not your enemies, which like Yes, that is almost exactly how the Zero system functions, but he's portraying it in an entirely different way. Absolutely. Because he goes on to say, it shows you your future, but I did not have a future. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So Epion is
2: basically like the perfect combat machine. (laughs) Like,
0: that is is what Trey's believes. It's fucking nuts. And like, there's this one line that I really liked. As Hero gets in the Epion, he's like, my battle's over now. You need. You still need to find. Or he says, he, "Yeah, he's like my battle's over now, but I still need to find a reason to fight." Um, he wants to give his blessing to both winners and losers. Yeah. Uh, and then Hero asks him, he's like, Have, "Like, what do you see this thing as? Some type of god?" And Trace is like, "I don't know. Like a warrior who can fight without being distracted is as close to his god as humanity can get." Uh, and when Hero gets in, Trace warns him. He says, "Don't return as a winner. I want you to return as a loser." Um, and what I think. This is, I mean, obviously it's harkening back to Trey's, mm-hmm. uh, when he quit, uh, Roma mm-hmm. but I, this, my read of this is essentially that like to Trey's it's better to lose than to win because when you return a loser, it allows you, or I guess like in, it allows him, you know, in his mind to essentially like figure out the path forward of being like, okay, that didn't work. What can mm-hmm. I do better? How can I improve? Like, what is my real path from here? I guess right. Trace is the kind of person who thinks like if you win without any challenge or without any hardship, you didn't. It's not as good of a victory as like something you have to really fight for. Yeah. So I think that's what Trace is kind of going for here. He doesn't want Hero to just get in the Epion and save the day like he wants yeah. the journey out of it. You know, it, it's a process.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's entirely fair. Um, once Hero is in the cockpit of the Epion, we actually get some fun stuff that I like, including the Epion's Astro suit. For the pilot, it's the so full, scene, oh my basically. god, it's so sick. I it's love it. Very it's very so gorgeous. Fucking clean, but the fact <sighs> so that good. it has like a display visor that comes down yes. over top of the Astro suit's like face shield, really fucking cool. Um, that's like that's what I wanted to highlight when he talks about like it blocks out the pilot's senses because Hiro you know, literally can't see with his own eyes. He's seeing through the Epion. Um, and on top of that. There is a moment where Hiro is, like, looking at this screen in that visor, and uh, the lights do flicker quite a bit. They they flash. It's pretty bright. So um, if you do happen to watch this episode after listening to the podcast, uh, be mm-hmm. warned that there's yeah, some be careful. pretty bad flashing lights for, uh, like, a solid 30 seconds, I would
0: say. Uh-huh. Um, oh, also, Trace is a fucking hysterical line here as Hiro takes oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. After he says he shouldn't return as a loser, he's like, I won't, he, he literally says, I won't let you die until you've killed me first, and I've disabled the self-detonation device.
1: Yeah. Miserable. I hate all of these people. He knows. He's, so he's like, hero. Hero, I know
0: you're a fucking idiot. I know you're going to try this shit. It is not going to work with me, homie. Not going to fly. I love it. Uh, uh, then we head out to the battlefield,
2: where the Trey's faction is being outnumbered now that Dermail has sent ground reinforcements. Mm-hmm. Let's take let's take this little mobile suit for a spin, shall we? I need so, to talk about okay, how the Epion arrives on the battlefield. <laughs> oh yeah, because we see this thing flying, and my favorite part is that uh, Trey's saw the bird mode on the Wing Gundam, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, that's fucking cool! I want to do that." Perfect
1: as is, he
2: says, uh, and then uh-uh. dragon mode, boom, yeah. He did say two-headed dragon mode. So the way this happens is the Epion literally just, like, turns its head 180 uh, and, like, tucks it in a little bit. The arms go at the sides and it has the same, like, claws on the arms. So the fists tuck in, the claws Mm -hmm. pop out. But the the feet, (laughs) the feet of the thing don't, like, tuck up in a way to, like, make part of the body. No, the feet fully flip, like, from the, the, the toes turn 180 and flip over top the back of the mobile suit (laughs) to form two separate like discrete dragon heads of the mobile suit. It looks so stupid and I love it to death, but to top all of that off, it has this like little shield with this, uh, this heat rod, this, this like heat whip sort of thing that we'll get to. Um, and that trails behind it to look like a tail while Mm -hmm. it's flying. Honestly, it's, it looks
0: so much better than the it wing's looks fucking bird mode.
2: It looks so bad. The Epion, mean, the Epion standing upright looks cool as fuck, but to see this thing transform would make you laugh so hard because its legs would just stretch and curve over its back, and that's basically the whole transformation. It's so silly.
0: I think <laughs> it's better than... I mean, I don't know. It's like, at least think, this is a I lot more... I think they're more, both bad. I mean, they're, they're, neither of them are great... But yeah. I think this looks better than the wings bird mode because like the tail and the feet becoming this cool to it, like it looks more imposing, I think. OK. Honestly, it's okay. mainly the tail putting the work in. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but regardless, it shows up at the battlefield. It heats up its whip like it glows yes. red. Um he that wrote, whip
1: it, whips. It's so fucking cool. Oh my god.
0: It, Hero's just fucking ocoing everything on the battlefield. He's it's a really cool flying. animation
1: too because he zooms past and it's one of those fucking yes. things where you don't get to Animated see the looking ass. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. And then like as it flies past there's the red lines of the whip on each of these uh, Virgos and they explode as he swings by. It's really mm. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's
0: fucking tremendous. Uh, small issue though the zero yeah. system
1: <laughs> oopsie
2: well the even, even before that the trace faction isn't sure they're like okay this thing's taking out the virgos great uh but like do we do we attack and i think one of the leos like fires on it and that's when Hiro starts to like freak out a little bit and he realizes the epion is basically running the zero system um
0: and then we see the scariest thing i've ever seen in my fucking life
1: that face so this good. face Hiro, Genuinely
0: got me goosebumps. Yeah, Hiro kind of enters the soup a little
2: bit in this, uh, but it's like just in his eyes. It's he gets like it's, power mad, and I think the line here is he declares he will destroy anyone that fights.
0: Yes, uh, and then so he just it, kind it of doesn't kills
2: even they don't even everyone. need to be fighting.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't even need to be fighting against him. They just need to be fighting. Yeah, this is I like mean, you know what this reminds me of. They up.
1: did start charging him, and then that's when he's like, oh fuck hmm and the system's like, like all right it's game
0: he just cuts everything apart and the mm-hmm. only thing that snaps him out of it is like he sees his future death and he's like oh shit fuck yeah. and he like kind of snaps out of it um and like he is so shaken uh we like kind of immediately cut after the battlefield is that evening he meets with trays who hands him this ornate gun and hero's like uh-uh, i don't have the right to do it and just promptly passes yeah. out sorry buddy god I think uh, the
1: Zero system's bad. Hey, it was bad the first time, still kind of bad this time. This is, like, the
0: worst, like, this is the worst we've ever seen it so far. Because, like, you know, Hero, arguably the most fucking bloodthirsty of the Gundam boys. Mm -hmm.
1: Could not handle it at
0: all. Yeesh. Ay caramba. Good episode, though. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I I loved it. I love that we got to see the Epion in action. Did we get to mm, see no. it use its beam saber in this fight? Uh, No, that's the so. third okay. episode. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah, we'll get then there. I will shut up until
2: then.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, I will get the second summary, as promised, in Discord. We got New Mobile Report Gundam Wing episode 35. <laughs> the return of Wufei. Woo! So Here he is. Wufei's back in his home colony. <laughs> Wufei's back in his home colony studying martial arts under Master Long. She convinces him to get back in the Ultron and fight for his own justice, telling him anyone he defeats is evil. The colony is attacked by Romafeller, and as he fights off the Tauruses, Master Long self-destructs the colony to allow him to fight untethered. Zex heads over to him to try and convince him to fight alongside him against Oz and Romafeller, which prompts Fei to fight him as he is a traitor. Zex becomes overwhelmed by the Seer system in this fight. Meanwhile, Katra wanders the desert to find Sandrock to aid the Sink Kingdom. Knowing discusses joining forces with Alliance and Trey's faction soldiers to prevent the St. Kingdom from being overwhelmed by the amassing Rockefeller troops outside the borders. And lastly, Troa is alive and has been recovered by Catherine and the circus, but he has amnesia and does not remember what a Gundam is.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> aside from an intro narration that just kind of like tells us how the Zero system works in case you really haven't gotten it yet, the first thing we see is Troa Barton walking in the rain and of all the people, of all the streets to run into, Catherine Bloom stumbles into Troa, and Troa looks like shit.
0: <laughs> the point, <boy> <laughs> right?
2: This episode's called The Return of Wu Fei, but it should be called The Return of Troa because, hey. He's fucking alive. I
1: mean, <laughs> like, I mean we knew he fair, was we alive. We are kind of saying it for the last is, eight episodes. It has been heavily but... <laughs> implied
2: he
0: was alive, but we didn't know.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: We know for sure. Um, very funny that of all people define him as Catherine, but I sure, know. I guess.
2: Just pure coincidence. Unbelievable. Um, like, that's it, kind of how has we get. To be one of those things, because we we find out that he has like amnesia to an extent, and it has to be one of those things that Tro is just like, this was a, a location I've been to before. I'm going to go
0: here and see if anyone oh, knows yeah. me or something. Uh-huh.
2: I couldn't yeah. tell you
0: otherwise. Yeah, no, whatever. Honestly, there's there's no no reading into this. <laughs> yeah. Um. We cut to Fei in Colony 0200. Uh, doing martial arts. He is like, you know, uh, surprise, surprise, he's really fucking good at it. And he's about to, like, fucking elbow the dude in the head before Master Long calls it off. Uh, mm-hmm. she's like you know she's the master here she's like a very very old lady who's you know clearly in charge um she immediately tells him hey i'll try to welcome you back and wufei is like i'm not worthy of Nataku." and she's like come on man you've been on this for so long you're fine <laughs> yeah, fucking, come on <laughs> it's, a, it's a different robot wufei
1: yeah like you don't have to have the same connection it is literally not the same machine come on buddy yeah
2: and uh some tauruses pull up into uh the the colony area and uh-huh. they just start destroying the city behind them as like
0: master long is talking to wufei yeah but before they like pop off master Long says some interesting things which i feel like kind of it definitely plays off really well against uh, against the conversation that hero and trace had last episode um because w- w- one of the things master long says to him he says that um Strength is in the mind. You must defeat yourself to defeat the enemy. It's like, okay, that is like standard martial arts movie stuff. I'll take that. Um, but what interested me a lot is that Wufei says he wants to use the gun to fight evil. Master Long corrects him and says, "Uh uh-uh, you don't want to fight evil. Anyone that you end up defeating, like your justice proves that they were always evil. So the whole thing is like whoever this
1: logic (laughs) It it's I
0: mean, okay, yeah, logically it's fucking stupid, but it's interesting showing the motivation behind Buffet mm-hmm, and like yeah. where he comes from. That's, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, it's it's like an actual like societal thing that has been taught to him. It's not just him being insane. Like the, the show's getting on some King Crimson shit talking about only the results mattering, because first we get mm-hmm. Hero saying peace isn't something you fight for, peace is merely a result. And now we have mm-hmm. Buffet learning that uh, evil's not who you fight, evil's who you defeat. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a couple episodes ago. Dorothy literally said the results don't matter. It's the action uh-huh. that matters. Uh, what so. is it? Uh, something dakeda. Keka, keka dakeda. That's the one. Uh, God, JoJo's fucking comes out tomorrow. I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, different show, though. He Taurus the show up. He gets yes. in the Ultron and, it, hey. It
2: busts <laughs> out of a pagoda. Like, Ultron
0: beats ass. Ultron fucking whips. It's so good to see it again. It, I the color scheme is so good that like teal on green on white mm-hmm. is like oh my god it's freaking gorgeous I love it's, a, it's like super good I always appreciate when a Gundam sort of subverts the classic tricolor and yes. of course yeah. all the Gundam the Gundams do that that aren't Wing Zero but I feel like Ultron is the closest to it in that it has the exact same head as Wing Zero does. But instead of the yeah. blue, it's a green, and it looks just—it's like it's green and white and red and yellow. It's, it's like oh, oh, it's so pretty. I love it. Yeah, the
2: um the Shenlong Gundam actually had that same like typical tricolor scheme. To, yeah, to begin with, it, it was the only other Gundam that had like the main mm-hmm. red, white, blue, green,
0: or red, white, blue, yellow. Sorry. And of course, the the green really goes hand in hand with like making it look like a dragon. Like, yes. you know, what with the whole, like, stretchy, fire-belching arm. It's green because, yeah. you know, eh, dragons are green and red. Eh, I believe it. We get a bunch of really solid
2: action from the Ultron Gundam in the colony. And yes. uh, it cuts to, like, reinforcements for the Tauruses in outer space. And then we just get a shot of the colony as
0: Ultron comes, like, blasting out of it, like, towards mm-hmm. these Tauruses ready to fight. <laughs> you rang. Yeah uh they they have the colony completely surrounded and they tell wufei hey stop fighting we're gonna blow up the colony master long says bet and walks <laughs> into a temple after everyone's been evacuated and says she, she skypes Wu Fei, and she says we will see the last of our clan depart uh and blows up the colony from the inside out voluntarily uh yeah and, and like as the colony's blowing up she's still skyping him there's like static and everything and she tells him to remain calm continue the fight for his own justice yeah. Uh, which prompts buffet to go sicko mode. <laughs> he, he goes hard as fuck. He does a few
2: things that we will see uh, recycled footage of a lot. I hate to say it, but like we get the, uh, the twirling of the like tridents, trident ended mm-hmm. staff. Um, and we get two versions of it. We get one with a specific sound effect that we'll hear a bunch. And then we get another one where he goes like two handed at the base of it
0: and starts swinging it around. Like duo did with the death scythe on the moon. Uh, uh-huh. Here's the Damn. thing, though. Polearms are the sickest fucking weapon ever, so I don't care if I see this animation a hundred times, I'm going to clap oh, no, and, and holler every single time. It whips
2: every time you see it, don't get me wrong. It's just, <laughs> we're going to see it a lot. It was like, uh, <sighs> basically every time the heavy arms unloaded its entire, like, whole shit in the first half of the season. Yeah.
1: Anytime uh, the heavy arms does the, oh god, I'm out of bullets on its little chest laser yeah, or the chest exactly. guns, like, I, I know I've seen this before, still fucking <laughs> rad.
0: I'm waiting. I'm. I guess heavy arm. I know that heavy arms and Sandrock really don't get much of an upgrade. Um, because like we. I mean, spoiler alert. We see the sand rock later on in the next episode. But yeah. it, Like I think that's technically the sand rock Kai, and I think. Uh, yeah. Next it's time the, we see it,
2: is, it is the sand rock custom. You want to know what's custom about it? He it's has, a has a fucking Uzi jetpack now, that's it. and that's it. Yeah. yeah like a an Uzi jetpack space and jetpack. Base mobility and an Uzi,
0: and that's it. Yeah. I mean, fucking whatever we get like the predecessor of the wing and we get like the upgrades of the death scythe. Actually, that makes yeah. sense. Cause like, yeah, the only Gundams they actually worked on upgrading, upgrading were like the death scythe and the, the scythe uh, Shenlong. And, yeah. Yeah. C- cause those are the only ones who have like different names. I mean, wing zero, cause mm-hmm. it's a different Gundam, but it's like death scythe hell. And right. Ultron exactly. Shenlong. There, there's, there's no heavy arms custom really. Yeah. Um, but uh, after Wufei kills everyone and everything, uh, <laughs> Zex and Howard are like getting Intel of this. And Zex is like, hey, let's go ask him to ally up. And Howard's like, dude, that's a fucking, yeah, my, dude. dude, don't I, know. It's a bad idea, man. Don't
2: do it. I really love this because it's the Lagrange Point 5 colony, L5. And the section <laughs> specifically that was the targeted was the 0220. I couldn't couldn't tell you. I didn't have it written down. Um, but like Zex is just like, ah, we had so much information previously that I can only assume that that was the pilot of Gundam 05. Uh, let's go ask him if he wants to party.
0: Yeah, he will hang out. Uh, Howard eventually is like, all right, we can go. But the, the, he, he notes the main difference here is that um, Zex is fighting for a cause. Yes. Luffy is fighting for himself. So they kind of have this, like, already very deep-seated divide on how they look mm-hmm. at war, which is going to... I mean, spoiler alert, it's going to cause problems. Right.
2: <laughs> then we uh, go over to Dermal, who is talking yes. to Tubarov. He actually... First first line of dialogue, he mentions Operation Nova twice. He's like, Operation Nova was such a, such a success that we've taken over the whole planet. So we need to stop Operation Nova. <laughs> yeah, no more dolls. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Tubarov is just like, well, but I, but I want to play with my dolls. <laughs> and Dermail is like, uh, no, we need a... He specifically says, we need a peace million scale space battleship. Hey, yeah, so uh, I, how does... It,
1: how do they know about Peace Million? Okay. Th- this yeah, is, I, was, this... that, I was about to ask about that, actually. I, was like, I thought that was like a secret thing.
0: It really confused me, because in the sub, he says, we need. I want a Peace Million caliber space battleship. So yeah. at first, I thought that, like, since he said caliber, I thought he meant, like, the Peace Million was maybe an Oz or a Romefeller craft that Howard just fucking stole, and they knew about it. But clearly, no, because they're, like, building a separate thing to, like, <laughs> right. make it even better.
2: We also still don't really know where the Peace Million came from.
1: I know it just fucking showed yeah, up. He, I maybe Howard built it. I don't know.
0: I think Howard okay, just yeah, who knows? Dr. Wiley has many secrets. God. I like Howard. I like how he always wears that stupid Jimmy Buffett shirt. I love Howard. He's so like he
2: he's a guy that you see pick up duo on a trawler one time, and you're like I'm never going to see this guy again. And then he pulls up in Peace Million in episode like 32.
0: <laughs> Get in loser, we're stopping war. Yeah.
2: Like who the fuck is Howard? Yeah. Oh god. Uh, this is uh when we head out to the desert, yeah. Which I don't I don't understand why it opens this way, but it opens with Katra just kind of like shambling through the desert and then goes to a flashback. It
0: was it was strange. Yeah. We could have done this in the normal order, but like the flashback yeah. is him talking to Noin uh, about fighting Sandrock because he wants to use Sandrock to help defend the Sand Kingdom. Because, like, I think Noin's words are the Sand Kingdom is flickering like a candle in the wind. Um, As he flies a straight-up just fighter jet over the desert, uh, Ares shoot him down, and he crashes and just, like, starts to walk on. So, like, again, we could have just seen that happen in order, I guess, <laughs> but whatever. Right.
1: The show sometimes has... uh consistency issues with the timelines like that like it's like they want to show you things in an interesting order but by doing that huh it's no longer like in the, the correct there order there's just no reason
0: for it yeah. yeah i think i'm fine with it showing it in an order like this but the problem is this is an episode about three or four different povs bouncing yeah, between. yeah. let's keep it so it's simple. like i don't <laughs> yeah exactly um and then we cut again to relina speaking of different povs um she's meeting with yet another nation um hmm and you know it's more of the same she's convincing that peace is the only way forward um, she and kind of these, talks with uh, hmm. the, these guys are mad too because they're like yeah the Romafeller foundation
2: is basically like bullying us and like getting money out of trade deals and they're they're basically just squeezing us and it's all for these seemingly pointless battles like Romafeller and Oz were all about getting rid of the alliance and you know, like unifying the world but at this point it hasn't pa- happened and these people are like all right, there's no dividends, so we want to divest. Like, get us out of mm-hmm. this. And uh, they look to Relina to take charge of all people. And um, she's just like, okay, I'll do it. I'll step up.
0: Yeah. Uh, we. This is a really interesting conversation afterwards with Pagan, because she's yes. asking him, like, do you think I'm doing the right thing? Because she's, like, starting to get worried that she's promising peace without, like, having this... Uh, absolute pacifism that, she, like, to back it up, like she's just saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're gonna do this and it's gonna work." But like, she's just promising it, and there's nothing tangible about it, um, right? And Hagen says, "Don't worry." Like, he doesn't really comment much on what she brings up. What he kind of does is reassure her by saying that Romafeller is kind of scrambling too right now, since mm-hmm. losing trays, they don't have a unifying figurehead. They're like. And, and it, it is it is kind of weird that, like, we literally didn't hear about this at all until last episode when Trace showed back up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, Trace, we forgot Trace is here. Uh, everyone said that he's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> um, But regardless, you know, Pagan is essentially trying to, like, assuage her fears by saying, yeah, Romofer doesn't really have it all together either. So you're fine. Um, We get a cute little scene Uh, after this in the hangar of Noin getting out of her Taurus. Yeah. Uh, so we see, like some trace I, faction soldiers are here
2: yeah there are there are four white tauruses that walk into this hangar and hey by the way what's that mobile suit that's in like the left corner there oh is that fucking epion
0: yeah <laughs> like, it's just here now
2: it, it's just here now and so no gets back from like this guard mission uh and
1: and there's like of, a new gundam uh, just kind of chilling mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
2: okay, yeah sure uh they, they disembark the Tauruses and a couple of the Trey's faction guys run up and they're like, Lieutenant Noin, Lieutenant Noin. And she's like, please, I'm not a lieutenant anymore. I'm just a member of the Royal Guard like the rest of you. And they look at her with like puppy dog eyes and they're like, can can we call you Captain Noin? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's just like, like sure, I guess. Oh, I like, suppose. Why we, not? We don't have like a military structure. We're not a military organization. Wink. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and after they walk off, Hero walks up to Noin and is like, Hey, is it okay to bring in soldiers from old military structures and military organizations?
2: <laughs> and they're they're both just like, that'll eh, probably be fine.
0: They're they're both like, well, we're being fucking surrounded on all borders by Romafellers, so I think we yeah. might need them. <laughs> And then Nolan
2: uh, specifically points to the Gundam and she's like, the Gundams are a symbol of hope for all of these people, for the people aligning themselves with the Saint Kingdom, for the Saint Kingdom itself, for the Trey's faction. There are all these people looking to the Gundams even for some sign of stability, some symbol of hope is some symbol of peace uh, mm-hmm. for the
0: future. <laughs> and Hero just says, uh, don't count on it too much. <laughs> yeah. He really just shrugs it off. Like, specifically, he mentions it's more of a symbol of trays than him. And he mm. literally looks at it and just thinks, what's the big idea giving me this thing? <laughs> yeah. It's just such a weird line. It's like, what's the, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's the big idea? Uh, Let's see. Next scene is Wufei continuing to take down more Tauruses.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's
0: mad that nobody will fight him man to man. He's mad that he has to fight mobile dolls instead of, honorable soldiers willing to die in combat
2: he hates fighting mobile dolls fucking Fei. and then uh peace million just kind of rolls up as as Fei knocks out the last of the mobile dolls and um he Fei sees the wing zero uh like he like flies to the top of peace million sees the wing zero and just immediately attacks like like zex i think maybe gets out a
0: word before Fei like lunges at him yeah this is like, hey, whoa, hey, hey, I'm not, I'm, hey, well, let's team up, let's team up, fight Rumfeller and Oz. And Fei is like, hmm, okay, yeah, sure. A quick question, though. Weren't you a traitor to Oz? I'm going to kill you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's and, also and,
1: like, remember, they they did fight at one point. So, like.
0: No, they didn't. I think in was, was mind, like, oh,
1: oh, Oh, shit, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> okay. I mean, presumably Fei, I mean, Fei knows about Zex. Like, Wufei- no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the no, thing. I, is, I was, like, Zex reading was... my
1: notes from this episode, and I was like, I super got Flipped around. Right.
2: <laughs> right. Well, like Zex was like is like number one underling, mm-hmm. and like all of the Gundam pilots probably had mission information about him. Um, but I think the really interesting part here is that it parallels his fight with Trays a little bit. Um, except this time instead of fighting man to man, he actually is fighting Gundam to Gundam. Uh it just isn't Trays.
0: Mm-hmm. God sick. Um so he's just like all right i'll trust you i'll team up with you if you can beat me in a fight so of course they go at it um remember the last episode when zex got in wing zero and howard was like oh i hope a warrior like you isn't tricked by that evil machine yeah
2: you know well (laughs) well he starts to he, he gets hit by the beam that makes him feel effects and uh he starts feeling the effects
0: Oh, oh no Zex has He has Cavanas and Jimon no, <laughs> No, not see
2: Zex. Um I I really love this because the first vision he has is just of him absolutely blasting Peacemillion. Uh mm-hmm. and then he snaps out of it and like he is frozen in shock. And while he's frozen in shock, Ultron just like dragon arms his head off. <laughs> and it really it was it was a dream within a dream. Yeah, double zero. Ooh. It's really uh, fucking good. And then Zach's he, like he, fully actually snaps out and he uh he kind of like is in mid combat and he does kind of shoot Peace Million's wing uh towards the back. Um, but he mm-hmm. just kind of clips it and uh Wu is like, damn, I'm not fighting you. You're you're wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, All right, fucker, I'm leaving. This sucks. Yeah. And Howard's like, Hey, shit, Zach, what did I tell you?
2: Yeah, don't, sh- don't shoot our fucking craft. Also, don't go crazy because the Zero system is, like, showing you things. Don't do it. <laughs> and then uh, I think Gundams. the last little bit we get is uh, back down on Earth. Uh, clown
0: Catherine, mode, clown mode, clown mode.
2: Yeah, Catherine is performing at the circus, but the ringleader says that it's going to be their last show in town because a Gundam showed up nearby. Hmm. Uh, mm. Droa is back in his clown suit, uh, his same exact one. And he is calling Catherine like big sis and like sister. Hi.
0: Um
2: and she is very affectionately being like, Yeah, like, you know, you can you can put my costume away over there. Just do what your sister tells you and behave, okay? Uh and he's just like, Okay, thanks, sis. Uh Troa did overhear the word Gundam, though, when the ringleader was talking, and after he walks away, he kinda starts to have like a reaction to it. Like he's like Gundam, why do I know that word? Gundam. And then his eyes Mm -hmm. get real wide. Uh look great. Catherine promises to keep Troas safe. She's like, he's
0: Mm -hmm. he's never gonna see combat again if I have anything to say about it. And And the uh, the camera pans on a very meaningful shot of like half a clown mask. Yeah. (laughs) It's really good. (sighs) Solid episodes are clowns as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) you are not wrong. It's just fucking good episodes this week. Let's see if we get a
2: hat-trick. Alright, well that'll round us out to episode three. (coughs) The Sank Kingdom's Collapse. Duo and Hildi are still in hiding, and they decide to do something fun, you know, like go to the circus. Oddly enough, Duo recognizes one of the clowns. Katra makes his way back to the Magmanac, who are under attack and have to act fast to get Katra's ass back in the sandrock and fight off an invasion. Dermael essentially admits that Romafeller's just going to attack the Sanct Kingdom, and refuses Rolina's quest for a peaceful resolution. Romafeller has the numbers and overwhelms the Saint Kingdom, but with the efforts of Hiro and Noin, as well as Katra arriving on the scene, they are able to defend themselves a little bit while the city ends up taking some damage. Dorothy keeps poking holes in Relina's plans for pacifism, and instead of calling others to arms, Relina surrenders herself to Romafeller, in order to stop the attack. The Epion feels the rhythm emotion and goes beast mode as Dorothy escorts Rolina to the Rummafeller Foundation's headquarters.
0: Things are dire.
2: Things get pretty bad in this one. Oh yikes! This is this is one of those episodes where things just keep happening and it, it starts to like stack, like the anxiety just keeps building. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot. <laughs> it it just it just builds and compounds and it's just like
0: Which shit. Yeah, like, damn, war
2: is bad. <laughs> wild considering how it starts with duo and hildy like duo is talking to some like guerrilla fighters about wanting to take back control of outer space and fight back against like the ruling class of romafeller uh and duo is like no i'm not gonna help you guys i'm gonna keep fighting alone you should probably stay out of it um uh-huh. and then duo is just like peace and then meets up with hildy and uh he, he says something he's like what what would true peace even mean anyways and then he apologizes to hildy yeah. He's like oh well sorry that was really out of character
0: <laughs> it's so cute and hildy's like whatever let's go hey let's
2: go somewhere fun yeah like everything's so dour let's go do something that you know will bring us a little bit of levity and uh mm-hmm. i i don't think speaking, she speaking says of levity it. yeah i don't think she says it no um, um Noin reports to Relina. yeah, that Romafeller is going to attack.
0: (laughs) We are fucking under attack. (laughs) Literally. Um, She really wants to meet with Dermail. Noin, like, hates this idea, but she's like, all right, fucking, I can't convince you otherwise. And Relina says, I'm
2: going to do everything I can to avoid a war, which is like, I mean, yeah, that's ideal, but, like, how are you going to do that when they're just going to come and stomp
0: you? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Um... She goes to meet, Noin does, rather. Noin goes to meet with Hero and talks about Rolina. Um, and, like, just about, like, he's like, hey, things are getting pretty bad, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. Hero just kind of, like, responds by saying, like, he only wants to fight against those who want to conquer. Mm-hmm. So, which is, it, you know, it's him saying that he's going to help defend Saint Kingdom. It's really weird how Hiro's sort of, like, his goals are constantly sort of changing. Again, yeah. I feel like the main source of change is him getting in the Zero suit or the Zero system zero suit hero um yeah. <laughs> but, but but like the way he says it is like kind of it feels like a sort of synthesis of him wanting to fight those who fight but also like wanting to help relina out so he's yes. like all right i'll fight those who are fighting against relina which just like yeah, yeah you know what absolutely. good middle ground hero
2: uh, and then he follows it up by saying total pacifism isn't even possible like with the current situation he's just like there's what? there's wow. no way totipa- total pacifism could even work because of the
0: state the world is in I mean, he's not wrong. Kind of not wrong. <laughs> uh, we cut to... This is um,
1: actually a really
2: smooth transition because after she talks to Hiro, Noin's like, I wonder how Katra's doing. And then we go to Katra in the desert.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's doing fine. Um, I mean, you know, been I mean, better. Kind of not. But he,
2: like, collapses in the sand.
0: <laughs> yeah. He, um as he collapses he like looks up and he's hears fighting he sees a whole city under attack mm-hmm. um and hey it's the fucking Magwinax. good work uh sally Poe. So good happy intel to see yeah i love them they're holding out against the virgos i uh, this is interesting to me did everyone kind of learn how to fight against mobile dolls i they really must have it it like might be part one of those things though where like
2: people figured out that they were like unmanned suits and were immediately like oh
0: let's you know let's fuck with the ai (laughs) like Uh uh-huh like what i think it might be is uh, potentially maybe like all of the like supply chain issues that they've been having with mainly duo honestly when he was destroying parts to repair um the death site we know that that was causing them issues so part of me thinks that like they kind of had to like make do with what they had and thus ended up making like a more inferior mobile doll i would honestly not be surprised especially by like just by
2: virtue of how many virgos they made i know we went we went from tauruses to virgos real quick and then virgos were literally everywhere like operation nova had a huge impact because there are literally virgos all over the planet which means Mm -hmm. those things were churned out fast as hell. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I I feel like it's a bunch of people who are, like, fighting a a Dark Souls invader AI for the first time, and they're like, "Uh, okay, this is definitely not a person i'm gonna find ways to like trick it and cheese uh-huh. it. And, <laughs> if i stand win.
0: partially around this corner they forget where i am yeah if
2: i if i walk forward enough on this bridge they'll follow me out and then they just need to put their shield up i
0: can kick them and they will fall off the bridge and die <laughs> like you, you get you get in your fucking <laughs> cockpit and then you see man mildred has invaded and you're like fuck <laughs> i would
2: start screaming
0: yeah, I would I would be slamming that fucking self-destruct button. <laughs> Not today.
2: Uh, amid um, all the chaos, of all people, Ada sees Katra on his scanner, like, way out in the distance, but it focuses in, and um, they, like, they stop mid-fight against these
0: Virgos, uh-huh. and are just like, Katra, we're getting you in the Gundam now. Well, it's so funny when they see Katra, because he is literally smiling and waving at them, and it's like, homie! There's a fucking war going on. I Don't know. just smile and wave and stand there. <laughs> they have
2: a moment for it later, and I'm very thankful, but all like uh-huh. Otto like I think stops and like gets out of his Magwanak. Or or is it Rashid that gets out of his Magwanak and is just like, we need to get you into your Gundam ASAP.
0: Uh-huh. Um and as the um as the Virgos like march on the town, like, you know, they all retreat. They all they all sort of fall back. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Roman guys are like, oh, fuck, yeah, they were treated. Let's take this town. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, wait a minute. Why are we losing units right now?
2: <laughs> yeah, Something's not showing up on our radars and we keep having uh, Virgos disappear. Uh, what's <laughs> oh, going there's on? a
0: Gundam shaped hole in our radar right now. What could it be?
2: kid <laughs> yeah. And Sandrock is on the scene and just immediately does this dope shit with the shotels where it heats them up and throws them. And it, like, I think we've seen it before, but it's still cool. They, like, land in one of the
0: Virgos and, like, rip and melt through it. Yeah, like, it's such a... I love it. They're red hot and, like, they land in and then, like, slowly kind of, like, slide down Mm -hmm. through them because they're just melting. It's like, oh, God, yes. It's
2: so fucking sick. And it's very quick because uh, Katra turns the tide of the battle and he's... This is the surprising thing: is Katra is ready to fight too. He no yeah. hesitation; mm-hmm. uh, it just gets back out into the field and, and starts protecting
0: people and and fighting with the yeah. Magunac. Thanks, Katra. Um, yeah, he just like apologizes for leaving, and they're like, "Don't apologize. You can't. You saved our life here. Like it's yeah. all, all is forgiven, homie. Little yeah, young master.
2: They're all happy to see him again. It's a good moment.
0: And I uh, like the Maguinet core.
2: I do too. They're they're a really good supporting cast.
0: They're a fun like collective character. Yeah,
2: and Rashid looks at Katra and he's like, "So, where are you off to next, bud?" And Katra just kind of looks up wistfully and he's like, "I'm going to the one place capitalism hasn't corrupted."
0: <laughs> space, <laughs> space. <laughs> God. Um. This
2: is when we head so, back to the circus.
0: <laughs> yeah. So H- Hildi and Tro or Hildy and Duo are in the crowd. They're watching, uh, you know, there, there's like some clowns on like big bouncy balls and a lion comes out and another clown comes out in big fucking poofy parachute pants. Um, and of course, Duo recognizes him. And is like, hey, that's mm-hmm. my war buddy. Let's go say hi after the show. And Hildy's like freaking out. She's like, oh, he's going to because there's a lion there. And, and Duo's yeah. like, uh-uh, the, not Troa. He'll like, be fine. The
2: lion charges at Troa and Troa does his classic 20-foot triple axle twist. Like leap into the air and lands doing a handstand on the lion's back. Mind you, this lion is still just running around loose in the circus, but like it's like it's trained fine. to just run in
0: circles. But <laughs> yeah, um, they they sort of meet up with uh, Troa after the performance, and Duo runs up to him and like kind of it. it he's like grabs him by the shoulders this and is... jostles him. He's it's like yeah. more of a hey, buddy, good to see you, but like it understandably freaks him out. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, Catherine runs in and is like, no, like, he's not going to fight anymore. Don't make him go back to his old life. And, like, yeah. Troa's, like, breaking down right now. A really genuinely
2: sad moment because Duo is seeing someone he thought was dead, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. And uh on top of that, he's, like, not heard from any of the other pilots and doesn't really know how anyone else is doing. So he's like, oh, I, I have an inn i have a way to keep fighting i have something and he starts talking to troa and troa is a brick wall he has no response mm. he starts to like get wide-eyed and kind of jittery again and then Catherine comes in and is like oh you must be one of like the people from his past he doesn't he's not doing that anymore he's not like that anymore and the troa old troa is, like, can't come super, to the phone right dejected. now dejected yeah <laughs> yeah but Duo was like super dejected and uh Catherine just kind of like carts Troa off and Troa is like genuinely just freaking
0: out. Yeah. Uh god, poor Troa. He's really been through it. Mhm. Um we get some narration after this scene ends about Tubarov's big nasty battleship. Yeah. Um, it's essentially like putting a huge sort of like economic and resource strain on all the space colonies cuz you know, Romofeller is pulling as many just raw materials as they can from everywhere in space. They control to help build mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. Um, they don't care. Like Tubrov is like no excuses, like build this thing as fast as you can. I want this thing operational. Like we need a symbol. We don't have tracing right. where we need this thing.
2: Do you know what that symbol is? Max? Uh, is it the cool S? Uh, <laughs> no, that'd be really funny. Um, this one is a symbol of balance and typically of justice. Uh, I believe they end up calling this specific battleship
0: Libra. You know, that <laughs> fucking tracks because they can't, they can't fucking stay away from the goddamn zodiac. They can't get away from it, <laughs> N- and neither can we. That's fine. I mean, honestly, that's like that's a cool enough name. It's like we already got Taurus, so I'm happy personally. Yeah. Um. This is the Sagittarius, <laughs> right? <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of bummed we didn't get a Sagittarius unit because like that could be a really cool, like archer sniper type unit. Absolutely. In the uh, um, like
2: later stories, there's the Gundam Gemini, uh, which is the Gemini. I do know about the Gundam Gemini in yeah. tr- tremendous name. The Gundam Gem in ass. Really good name. <laughs> they got they got to Gemini eventually. I don't remember if they've done anything with
0: Sagittarius. <laughs> Very sad. Um oh this is so, this is when
2: we find out the capital of the Sank Kingdom is called Newport City by the way like it, I love mother 3 <laughs> it's, like we up until this point have kind of just been um, like operating under the assumption that it was like a like city state like a like city state yep. yeah or like the Vatican but like no it's like an actual nation called the Sank Kingdom and there is a capital and it's called Newport mm. City <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's called Newport News in southeastern Virginia. <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, and it's gonna be hey, it's gonna be fucking attacked. <laughs> yeah,
2: Relina and Noin are talking, and Dermale is just like, we are attacking. Relina has been accepting all these soldiers from the Trace faction and all these guerrillas with like without any qualm, and uh, you know, being being party to like building those forces and taking in those traitors to Romafeller, uh, not gonna not
0: gonna sit okay with him yeah uh after that Noyn tells relina she's like hey relina don't be too hard on the people who would uh fight to protect the kingdom and then sleeps and fucking yeah. runs away <laughs> yeah it's really it's good aka like, me bye it fucking rules uh, <laughs> uh pagan they evacuate an, the whole kingdom
2: yeah pagan is basically in charge of the entire evacuation i i, I think specifically of like the institute that relina has been running but like he's he's
0: kind of in charge yeah yeah um fucking pagan he should just be the king
2: for real <laughs> He, like, I, he's the only one I trust so here much. Yeah. he's the only um, one I trust because he showed up to his first meeting with Dorothy with a fucking clock
0: I mean he knows <laughs> uh, so the battle begins everyone flies out like we see you know uh, Epion in dragon mode and like all yeah. the Tauruses in flight mode we're heading to the battle uh, Rolina is like still in her like office in like the main city or the main building in the capital uh, watching mm-hmm. it like and Dorothy's there just basically taunting her uh, she says that like, oh, I couldn't evacuate; I'd miss the fighting. Yeah. Uh, and, and and Dorothy is like kind of telling her that, you know, hey, you can't really ignore the help from your allies because if if you know you ignore them, the kingdom would be destroyed, and and the fighting would end up being for nothing, and you wouldn't be able to implement total pacifism this is uh, so she's like really sowing the seeds of doubt and really in his mind right this now. This is the one time I will in
2: fact have to co-sign because that is some real shit that Dorothy is saying. Because this is Dor- Dorothy is mm. genuinely being like just straight up with Relina like, hey, you can't just do peace because people are just going to squash you. Like you, you can't say no to the people who are literally fighting to support your cause because they're not doing it through pacifism because otherwise you would get annihilated. Like I, it, it's I, like Noin and pagan have like hinted at it. But this is the first person who is just like, hey, you're you're fucking stupid just a little bit
0: heartbreaking worst woman you know makes excellent point <laughs> yeah, exactly i do hate to admit um, it but i will admit it yeah so hero like starts to pop off an epion and like no is saying hey rein it in buddy i know what computers in that thing you don't want to do this um yeah we and like you know we're rapidly kind of cutting back and forth between uh relina's office and the battlefield and uh dorothy is continuing to sort of be the devil on relina's shoulder and do- relina responds by saying I don't have time to listen to your war fantasies, Dorothy. (laughs) Fucking get her ass.
2: Yeah. Um, Um, What is it? Dorothy says there are absolutely people who would fight for her cause. All she needs to do is ask. And mm -hmm. Relina just like has a really hard time shrugging that off. Uh, This is when we start to see a few things like a house getting blown up in the city. And there's, hey, a burning teddy bear. I wonder where we've seen that before. Uh, it's God, the, it's
0: it is a very lusciously animated shot of the bear, like slowly succumbing to the flames. Yeah,
2: it's uh I believe intended to be like related to the imagery of the teddy bear. Relina pulls out of the ashes in the opening of the uh-huh. show. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's checkout's bear. Hiro sees the city being attacked and has a vision of like Relina in her office getting like just getting fucking murked by a laser. Yeah, and he's just like not gonna happen and starts like blasting off towards the city this is when relina is like okay dorothy uh i need you to connect me to all the rich people that you know and like let <laughs> put me, me on Skype, their- please <laughs> let me use all their satellites to broadcast a message and dorothy is just like rubbing her greedy little fucking hands together like oh she's gonna say something really she's good. making
0: sicko's face right now absolutely yes haha, yes and then um
2: of, of all the things that relina could say she says she would rather dissolve her country than fight. And so to stop the fighting and in order to prevent her country from dissolving, she chooses to surrender herself to
0: Oz to stop the attack. Mm-hmm. Like she says total pacifism should not be the cause of any battle, period. Right. Yeah. Fucking. And and Dermail and Tubov were like, damn, like how shrewd of her. Like yeah. it's, they did not expect her to actually surrender. They expected her to like. Essentially, be, like cause her own undoing. Yeah, and honestly, like this is this is the right move because there's no way they would yeah. have been able to win this battle. Like, Rulina surrendering and allowing herself to live as this symbol of peace is like, th- like I mean, best case scenario is for them to like fight off Romofeller, but like mm-hmm. the, the the true ending is her surrendering here, which is like, yeah, she knows exactly what she's doing. And like, and Dorothy wildest... loves this, but oh, go go ahead. Hmm. I was gonna say, like, Dorothy loves this, but at the same time, it's like. This is like both good for Dorothy and Relina. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: And and the wildest thing on top of all of this is, uh, I think we get another cut back to Dermale, where he's like, I could, I could use, I could use this. I can turn this around. We can, yeah, we can bring her in, and I will use her as leverage for my own gain. Maybe Which is she just can like, be our symbol. This dude's playing five D chess. Uh huh. God.
0: Uh, Dermail, the, the yeah, fighting... I can't wait to see Dermail get fucking got <laughs>
2: the the fighting does actually stop which is kind of the craziest part of all of it uh, uh-huh. Noin invites Katra to outer space they're like ah that's where we need to go next and Dorothy mm-hmm. says she'll keep Rolina safe and basically gets her in like a helicarrier and is going to take off um, and, and head like over to the Romafeller headquarters or whatever and then mm-hmm. uh uh, as relina looks out a window onto the like kind of crestfallen sank kingdom uh newport city that's been a little bit destroyed a uh, fun little song starts playing
0: uh i'm gonna say right here rhythm and motion fucking beats just communication's ass so hard in my mind i
2: i love just communication and i it is the standalone intro for me and I'm okay. I'm okay with other people liking rhythm emotion. I also think it's a phenomenal song. The intro animatic that we are going to get eventually far superior to just communication. I can't wait. It is it is by far better, and I, I will absolutely cop to that. It is unfortunate that it takes us so long and we haven't even
0: actually gotten it yet. Um, I know. Yeah, this, it's like an AMV at this point cuz yeah, like because we hear the song is, Epion is going fucking sicko mode while Rhythm oh, Emotion he's is going playing. Ballistic. Um and he he and like heroes. you know, he's like fully like in the zero system right now. He's he's fucked up. Um mm-hmm. as the song plays, he's like where is my enemy cuz he's the only one still fighting, still cutting apart any mobile suit he sees. Yeah,
2: that's uh I I think there's someone who like mentions like the fighting has stopped, but someone from Romafeller is like there's there's one mobile suit that is still moving, and then Rhythm Emotion intensifies, and Epion is just, like, tearing through suits on the ground.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: God. Really it's, fucking good. It's, it's good! And that's episode. I... Oof. Hey. <laughs> good show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, like, so much. Gundam Wing is continuing to just set stuff up, and, like, I really hope it ends up sticking to the landing. Of course, only time will tell, but until then we'll keep on marching um and i have a pretty beefy segment today uh is a beyond tune world as as we discussed you're going to love this trust me beyond we're going to talk today about yumi toma who is the voice of sally poe Ooh. uh i couldn't find a whole lot of information on her herself uh She was born December 20th in Chiba, Japan, Um, on the voice actor website I found. uh, The only hobby listed is watching young magical Taruruto. Don't know what that is, but (laughs) hey, my hobby is watching anime sometimes too. Go off. Um, She has a lot of really crazy roles. Um, She's kind of settled into a varied specific niche of video game girl bosses, Uh, but Hmm. we'll get there. Okay. Uh, Starting in the mid 80s when she's kind of hopped on the scene. Uh, she was Akira in Saint Seiya, 1986. Um, for some reason, the beyond, behind the voice actor website lists her role in 1987's Japanese dub of Brave Little Toaster <laughs> as okay. the young master. <laughs> you know, that's an anime. <laughs> why not? Um, she was Deedlit in 1990 Record of Lodos War, which is like a sort of, you know, fantasy anime. Deedlit's like an elf. There's there's a game recently, a pretty good Castlevania, uh, from what I hear. Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. Hmm. Um 1991, Gundam F91, she was Cecily Fairchild. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, nice. I think she's, like, one of the main characters of that movie. <laughs> she's,
2: like, the main character of the movie, yeah.
0: Tremendous. I, I know Seabook is, like, the main boy, but... Yeah, that's that's okay. true. Um, in 1993, 1993, Sailor Moon R, she was on, who was, like, the girl twin, or the girl partner character of, okay. like, the first set of bad guys in that show. Um... She was also Xenia Flower in 1993's Sailor Moon R movie, Who's I think is the main villain of that. In 1993's Victory Gundam, she was Kalina Wogel and Elena. Haven't seen Victory. Whatever. I haven't either. <laughs> um, in 1994's G Gundam, she's Princess of France Marie Louise. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow.
2: Wow. A Gundam yeah. staple. Like, look at her. I, I
0: really like how... If a Gundam voice actor was active in the 90s, they were in almost every single 90s Gundam show. Yeah, for
2: real. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they found um, a couple people who were just like, yes, you. <laughs>
0: funny enough, I haven't seen any crossover with Gundam X yet. Interesting. Um, 1999's Turn A Gundam, she was Tetef and Linda Halle. Uh, can't wait to see Turn A eventually. Uh, in addition to Sally Poe and Wing, she was also Mrs. Darlian. Oh, wonderful. N- not much of a role there, but you know. Uh in 1999 God, 1998's Zeno Gears she was Elheim Van Houten uh you know I just mentioned all the Zeno characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh in 1998's Yu-Gi-Oh original anime she was Kaoruko Himekoji who was one of the villains of the week I genuinely do not remember what her deal was <laughs> um but she was in it watch Yu-Gi-Oh season 0 it's really good uh in the 2000 Street Fighter Alpha the movie she was Chun-Li
2: Oh, fuck
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, 2000 anime known as Inuyasha, she was Toron. Okay, it uh, doesn't ring a bell, um, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, yeah, it didn't, didn't for me either. Uh, in 2001's Metal Gear Solid 2, she was Fortune. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she's been in a lot. What the fuck? Um, In the Xenosaga games, she was Nephilim. In the Dot .hack games, she was Helba, Gardenia, and Emma Violant, i think okay that's the name i don't know um in the oh my goddess and oh my goddess anime she was ored. like it's, she's been that for a long, i don't watch those but I, I, yeah you know. i've never
2: heard of that until just now
0: interesting if it's a <laughs> i think it's a d de- i think it's a horny anime i don't know i haven't seen it don't tell me if it is nope. listeners <laughs> <laughs> um in the valkyrie profile games she was lenith valkyrie which is really funny. More characters should just have the fucking name of the game part of their name. <laughs> yeah. Sans Undertale looking at you.
2: Shulk Xenoblade.
0: <laughs> His name is actually... Okay, it's really funny. Because Shulk is like the only fucking character in Xenoblade who has a last name and it's Stoss. <laughs> Shulk Stoss. Uh, in 2010's Halo Legends anime, she was Cortana. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um... In the Warrior Orochi games, she was Joan of Arc. Sure. Hmm. Uh, in 2013, Sonic Lost World, she was Xena, who was like the green bad guy <laughs> girl. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, 2014's Grand Blue Fantasy, she was Hellas. Again, if, okay. it's, a, if it's a gotcha, I say it for Julia's sake, who's yeah. not here right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So here's the here's the big ones that she's been in, like, for a long time. Okay. Video game and anime girl bosses. So as far as anime goes, she was soup, soupy, suppy in Card Captor Sakura, like, all of them. Mm. The little, like, cat creature thing, the cat fairy. I haven't seen it. <laughs> a lot, so much of Beyond Toon where I was like, I know this is a decently popular right. anime that I haven't seen. I'm just parroting information. for this
2: character in this famous series that I've never seen. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Um, but the main ones that I think a lot of people recognize in Dead or Alive, she was Lei Fang. <laughs> in like all the Dead or Alive games. <laughs> okay. In fucking Tekken, she was Nina and Anna Williams as well as oh, Ling Xiao Yu. Nice. In all of the Tekken games. Like Nina Williams is like a staple of that series. Mm-hmm. Um and the most recognizable one to me in the Tales series, she was fucking Rain Sage. Oh, nice. Yeah, like Tales of Symphonia and then all of the Tales games that happened in that world in the future. She was reigning all of them. That rules. Fucking another girl
2: boss. (laughs)
1: Can't
0: stop winning. Can't stop winning. Yeah, and that's Yumi Toma. She's like a really popular. She's still active. She's like, I think, like mid 400th ranked popularity on my anime list. is like pretty good. Good for her. Yeah, no, like, I mean. And Sally Poe's like really not that big of a character in the grand scheme of things in Wings, so it's like I know. I
2: I think the American VO for Sally Poe also played a secondary role, and I think it's Catherine Bloom. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen mm. it.
0: <laughs> I believe it. Um, and that's that's Beyond Toon World. Lovely, we did it. <laughs> uh, and now it's time for plugs before we get to our bit at the end. Yeah. Um. No Operation Meteor
2: count. It was two Operation Novas. So, like, mm-hmm. if you count that as half, it's it's one Operation Meteor, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one was much more catastrophic for the people of the series. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm Jared or Jay. You can find me on Twitter at PagliacciProtoJ. And you can find me in the Gundam Discord. Uh, I mostly hang out there and I just tweet a bunch of bullshit. So, follow
0: me at your own risk. <laughs> um... You can find Julia at uh, the Crown Jewels on Twitter. Uh, that's the Crown Jewels, I think. Underscore underscore. Yeah. Yep. That'll be in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Maxi Bajillion. Uh, I have I have so many fucking podcasts to plug. Oh me, oh my. <laughs> Pod of Greed is a Yu Gi Oh podcast we do at Pod of Greed Cast. Uh, Slappers Only is a video game music showdown podcast I do at Slappers Only Pod. And Nevermind the Trollocs is a limited series Wheel of Time podcast of the Amazon TV show that I'm doing with previous hosts of Zeta Gundam on walker Robot Sarah, as well as Mobile Suit Breakdown hosts Tom and Nina. It's a really fun time. Um, we just talk for like about an hour and a half each week on the episodes. Uh, I'm baby. I haven't read the books at all, and everyone else has read all of it from what I can <laughs> tell. So it's fun going on that journey. Uh, it's a great time. Tune in, please. Uh, this show is Robot? You can go to Twitter.com slash podcast. Check us out. Discord links in the episode descriptions and Twitter header. Hey, if you like this show, leave us a five-star review. That would be a very nice way of, you know, we don't have a Patreon or anything. I don't make money off this. I don't really, like, care to, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be a business, really. I just want to, like, have fun. So if you want to help us make it more popular, leave us a review. That'd be nice. Um, And... Thank you to NoiseSpace. Thank you to Matt GameCube, rather, who runs NoiseSpace.xyz, a podcast network that all my shows are on, except for the Trollox one, because that's just kind of its own thing. Um, uh, podcasting. Hey, there's <laughs> one more thing we got to take care of, though, this week, don't we? Yeah.
2: Uh, Max, what's your robot of the week? My robot of the week Look, is... Looks around the room at the posters. <laughs> it is a yeah. baby with a knife and
0: laser eye. <laughs> My robot of the week is, you know what? I'm in a JoJo's type mood because as of recording, Stone Ocean, the first 12 episodes drop tomorrow. So I'm going to say my robot of the week is Silver Chariot. Okay. That's a robot. Sure. Technically, we don't know it's not a robot. It's a fucking metal dude (laughs) who can break off his armor and is like, has a sort of endoskeleton made of metal underneath. But
2: don't worry about it.
0: Don't worry about it. He's a robot. I mean, we're at the point where almost all the and Jojo's are like a weird ephemeral object or <laughs> they, just a robot. So, you know, from now on. Yeah. Araki kind of goes off on one. Um, lovely. Lovely. Well, hey, that'll do it. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of Waku Robot. Um, we're kind of getting there. Yeah. This is the 36th episode of Wing. So we'll have let me just do math real quick nine there's 12 more episodes four more regular epi- four yeah. or five more if we do the last episode as four episodes and do a jumbos one mm-hmm. it'll be four more regular episodes of wing and then a wrap-up mm-hmm. that'll be pretty nice damn. damn look at us go yeah damn that's exciting it's, it's, it's like really gone by fast time fucking flies i don't really like it that much <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> it's okay we can't oh, get trapped in, a f-
2: in thinking about the ever ever grinding away passage of time
0: yeah but, but before i freak myself out too yeah. much what do we always say to end the show war is bad wow cool robot see you next week gundam fighters <laughs> yeah we That's still the other don't really one. have a
2: sign off for this one huh <laughs> bye
0: see you in the soup